everyone and welcome to the Impact Play, impacting more than just gaming. I'm your show host and team leader, Mohammed, otherwise known as It's Yagu, and we are your one-stop news job for the latest and greatest across gaming, tech, entertainment, sports, and music. Plus, we're also amplifying voices from those with perspective fields and having their service told here on Diamond Impact Play. Your support keeps the lights running and keeps the content rolling. You can where tier 2 supporters and above have access to exclusive content including the post show, getting the show ad free, and more. And you can support us over anchor.fm slash the impact play. So, guys, we are uh, testing a few, few things. So, we are simultaneously streaming to both YouTube as well as our Twitch channel. So, youtube.com slash the impact play as well as twitch.tv slash the impact play. So you can catch us there when we do the live recordings of the show. In the meantime, we're going to experiment, see which platform suits us best and suits our needs. And then we'll get back to you on whichever platform we end up staying with. But in the meantime, we're multi-sharing to, or should I say multi-casting to both Twitch and YouTube. And then you could even catch us on your favorite pla- uh, favorite podcast platform, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and more. We are there. And you, or you could even support us by using our Epic credit code, the Impact Play. We are Epic Partners. So if you produce Jumic within Epic Store, whether it be Rocket League, Fortnite, Fall Guys, no matter anything within the platform, uh, just use our credit code and you can just support us in a brand new way and no extra cost to you. Mm, excuse me. Or you can even support us in a new way by our merch store. Give me a moment while I load this up. Because it's something brand new that we began. Okay, let's see. And all for you audio listeners, you were definitely missing out. If you're unable to join us live, you can check out the VOD later on our YouTube channel. So youtube.com slash the back play. Or even on Spotify as well. So our premium tee, which is the same one that I'm wearing, which is a lot. It's so comfortable. And it fits just right. So it's not the heavy way, it's not the eco, it's the premium. And they usually, uh, Tier Public usually does sales where you can save up to 35% off. So it's usually, it runs maybe bi-weekly or even uh, once a month. Whatever, whatever, it's what I've seen. But yeah, so we have hoodies, stickers, mugs, pillows, tapestries. Like we, we, like we have them, we literally have them all. And then I'm gonna share. See, you, you also you also can get get twenty twenty percent off now when you sign up for emails and texts. And then I'm gonna share with you the link, copy link to highlight, and share with you guys live in chat if you guys are interested in supporting us here on the Back Play. Already. So this is the Impact Plays episode 
220. And on the agenda, we have an upcoming 5G handheld. Google Stadia is a gunner. Stadia, Sega's first game built on the blockchain is imminent. Saudi Arabia will be investing in the gaming industry. Ubisoft's Skull and Bones is delayed. Again, NASA's Project Dart. The full liner from Amazon's fall hardware event. Amazon's iRobot acquisition. The Witcher Season 3 has a release date. Kid Cudi's Intergalactic. The 2022 Sanderson Farms Championship is underway. Balatar 286. World's 2022 play-ins. Overwatch 2 competitive format has changed. The 2022 Billboard Latin Music Week. Ultra Music Festival unveils their 2023 lineup. Megan the Stallion launches a mental health resource. This website. The weekend announces his Rescoches Los Angeles tour dates. New and upcoming music by Kirkati, Paramore, and more. Plus the top stories of the week. So welcome to my very first segment of the show. We're going to discuss what we have been playing, what I'm enjoying, essentially, what we have been up to. Alrighty, folks, I've been having a good amount of fun or uh, enjoyment playing Brahala, which I've been playing it on PS4. I even bought the Battle Pass, which is the first. So, every now and then I would hop to a, a match or two, or, or even three. But it's uh, the matches are very quick. Uh, the quay time isn't that long that, that I've seen. Uh, but yeah, I've been having a blast, and I feel like I'm getting better. Because, like I said before, on on the pre previous iterations of the of the show, where I am getting into the fray of fighting games. So I'm definitely enjoying Gant. I even uh, dabbled with Dragon Ball Fighter Z. The gameplay-wise, it's decent. It's not that bad. But what I don't like, the story is, is, is definitely interesting on, DB, on uh, Fighter Z. But the one thing I don't like is uh, is how it runs. Like I, I was trying, I was uh, I was trying to figure out uh, where to go and like explore. The lounge area, I guess you could say, and then explore the different areas where you could where, where you could go to. It's just so confusing where I, I did not know what I was doing. Like uh, that that's the one thing that I noticed as soon as I hopped into it. And the second thing that I don't like is as soon as there, there's a campaign mode as well. But as soon as you start the campaign mode, it's like it's like you have to move from place to place, even though you don't have to at all. You could easily go to go to a match. And then it'll start the story. Like that's that's how uh, there's a there's a DBZ game for uh, for mobile, where you just go through fights and what have you, and that's it. You you uh, scroll past the story, and then it'll develop. And instead of you hopping between placeholders on the map for no reason at all, you just hop. You have to hop between them just to get to uh, get to a battle. That's that's uh, that's the second thing that I do not like about this game. Otherwise, uh, the combos and skills, it took me a minute to try to, I guess, figure them out. Like, same thing with Brahala. I'm, I'm still, I'm still trying, to, trying to learn all that. But at the same time, I feel like I'm, I'm still I'm improving and I'm having fun while doing so. But the thing about Dragon Ball Fighter Z is it's just a nostalgia because it's, it's a Dragon Ball game. Well, Brahala, what I noticed is they have a lot of... Uh, 
they do a lot of they have a lot of crossovers, uh, skin wise, which is nice. Uh, like I said, I even bought the bottle pass, which I barely, I think, I didn't even get to <laughs> get past a lot, the the first tier because I was because I know myself, I'm I, I could get into a quick match and have fun and have have fun. That's it. But yeah, uh, I did happen to Fortnite. I dabbled with it to see what's new uh, with the the Chrome thing. Uh, the, uh, what the new Chrome theme, the Battle Pass, I could say, or the or the or, or the season. But yeah, it's it's it, it took me a minute to try to figure out what it is all about. But it's nice. But what I didn't like is is uh, they brought building back. Why the they brought building back? And there's no way to opt out of it. You can't even opt out of building. Yeah, it's defaulted by building the way Fortnite began. That's the one thing I don't that I didn't like. When I went into Fortnite after like months of of uh, of uh, being away from it, uh, show wise, uh, I did. Fin I watched the first three episodes of uh, Andor, and I know there's a fourth episode. I'm gonna watch that. Uh, no, no, I'm gonna do a review cast for the first three episodes. And then I'm gonna watch, I believe, episode six or seven of She. I know there's a new episode of She Hulk. We're gonna do a review cast on that. And then I'm gonna do a, another review cast for episode four of Endor. And I know we did complete uh, As Dusk Falls for our Game Pass playthrough. So we we uh, sent an invite out uh, and invite out to the devs at night. And we're just waiting on, waiting on a response. Hopefully we can get somebody on a live recording of the review cast, which is something uh, we don't normally do, but we'll do, we'll do that hopefully once we get somebody uh, uh, scheduled. And if not, we'll just do it. We'll, we'll just do a solo episode. It's fine. It is what it is. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll try our best to uh, try to get someone on from the development team. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, once we do that review cast, of course, we're gonna, towards the end of that episode, we're gonna announce our uh, the next game best playthrough where you guys can join us. Then we could give our opinions and what have you. Uh, or even you know what I'm gonna do with that review cast. Even if we, uh, whether if we get somebody on or not from the development side, send us in your questions, uh, any feedback you uh, you have if if you've played our game best playthrough. And let us know your thoughts in our Discord server. We have a Discord channel f specifically for Game Pass playthroughs. Let us know in there, and then we'll relate that message hopefully to the development team or or just discuss that on, on the reviewcast. Rev so something new that we're gonna be implementing. So let us know your feedback and whatever you want, you know, whatever you want us to discuss. And you can also do that via reader mail as well, which we'll I'll talk about at the very end of this episode. But nonetheless, uh, multiverses. I know there is new skins now that they, they've announced. I don't know if they're out now. I know Morty's out, which uh, not Morty. Uh, Rick is out now. Finally, uh, yeah. So we'll get into that. I feel like multiverses is has a lot more to it than just Brawlhalla because what I've done what I, uh, what I've done with that advanced training. Is what I've noticed. It's weird. Like there's, uh, I think it's the one of the first uh, advanced training tutorials. It's like double jumping, or whatever. 
like you can't really double jump and reach out these different people or enemies or what have you or targets. So I'm like, how the heck am I supposed to complete this if I can't even if I can't even reach them? Like I'm not gonna bother looking this up how to how to how to go past it if I can't do it myself. But yeah. That's the this is my only that's my only strife with the trainings like it's uh really it's really something it is not really like hundred percent or anything like that it's that fluid, but nonetheless uh, I guess we'll get into the news, folks. But before we do. You can sign up for your free 30-day trial and immediately get access to one credit. And if you have Amazon Prime, you get access to two credits and it's good for any premium title. Simply go to audibletrial.com slash Mcplain. Once again, the URL is audibletrial.com slash Play. Alrighty, folks. The first one up for housekeeping is we are streaming for... A local children's hospital benefiting children's healthcare of Atlanta. So we're playing and even um, live streaming in support of helping our local kids. Which is a children's hospital network made possible by Extra Life. So you could make a difference in a child's life as little as a dollar. It will definitely go a long way. So simply click on, uh, if you guys are on Twitch, there's a, a donation uh image down below you can click on donate as much as you want or you can just simply type exclamation donate and chat now for all of your youtube viewers it's going to be on our about page uh with our with our links and the urls it'll be there it'll be under uh donate so you click on that link it'll take you to the, to the to our to the extra life page and you can donate there as well so uh, I know we could do this together. You guys, you guys always rally in support of us, and we would like to amplify the support and extend that support to uh, benefiting our local kids in Atlanta. And uh, it is Latin Hispanic Heritage Month, and it started September fifteenth, and is going on through October fifteenth. So we will be. I know we've always, uh, whether no matter which month it is, or even beyond than than like a uh, Latin Hispanic uh, Heritage Month, or even uh, uh, like Asian Pacific Islander Awareness Month, or what have you, uh, we always uh, we reach out to content creators, to developers, to artists, athletes, what have you, to beyond the, to make a guest appearance on the show but we're, I'm gonna, uh, we're gonna be doing here things a little differently what we're gonna be doing is highlighting those voices highlighting uh these or these organizations that are making a difference in their uh respective uh spaces and we're gonna uh, we're gonna we're gonna follow suit like we have uh article from the xbox uh wire we, we have an article on spotify so that's what we're going to be doing we're going to be highlighting and even amplifying those voices here on the mx play as well as these uh organizations that are going above and beyond uh to make a difference in the world so the first is coming up is uh from the xbox wire which is their our honoring hispanic heritage month 
And let's see. This is apparently written by Karine Medina, which is the general manager for customer experience uh, for Microsoft Gaming. I grew up in a small town by the sea on the eastern side of Cuba. It was, let me, actually, let me, I got an idea. Let me do things a little differently. Okay. Nope. No, that's not it. Let me what I'm going to do is instead of just reading it out to you, uh, you guys can read along if you guys uh, choose to. Okay. Uh, it was a simple yet fulfilling childhood where I spent my free time making jewelry from old buttons, tending to my cactus collection, and exploring the sand and waves. I attended the University of Havana, but it wasn't until I moved to the U.S. and started my career in the tech industry as a rep producer in Miami. In the late 90s, that I realized I had become part of a larger and more diverse community. And then, of course, I'm going to link these articles as well and chat now for guys to further explore their, their stories. And then it was just her, her career path, how she came out to joining, uh, micro, uh, joining uh, Microsoft, her work, career, and what have you, and what she's doing now to make a difference. And then they're also highlighting certain organizations. So the Spanish Heritage Foundation, Latinx and Gaming Care, as well as Ham uh, Flying Stories, like the way we're doing it here. From the different people in the community. And then also community from uh, Latin developers as well. So Moonglow Bay, Grim Fandango Remastered, Space Lines from the Far Out, Dandy uh, Ace, The Walking Dead A New Frontier, and then there's also a new Gamer Picks profile themes and avatar items as well. And then, oh, there's a little Minecraft thing too as well. That's nice. For her Forza, Streamers Takeover Hispanic Heritage Month, which is great on the Xbox Switch channel. I think this was this was last year's, right? Yeah, 2021. This was because I remember the logo. Yeah, see how the logo is, is changing? Okay, we did Xbox now. Uh, hold on, before we get into this organization, I wanted to read this article from Spotify. We are the Dodo. Celebrating Latinx Heritage Month with the launch of their new playlist, The Dodo. Taking place in the U.S. between September 15th and October 15th each year, Latinx Heritage Month honors many contributions. This unique and vibrant culture has made to American society. This is why Spotify has launched a new campaign, The Dodo, which highlights some of our listeners' favorite voices from the Latinx community and shows what makes them 200%, 100% American and 100% Latin, serving to uplift Rising Latinx artist De Todo also demonstrates how the Latin community is made up of un proquito de todo, or a little bit of everything. So what we're going to do is we're going to, if you guys want, if you guys are at least a choose to support and above, we're going to, because it's going to be a private stream, we are going to, I guess, play some uh, some of these songs from this playlist. Uh, 
Um, is there a Spotify thingy? Where to pop up? Ah, oh, yep, that's the way. That's what I want. Okay. Uh, how do I add it or follow it? Uh, add to quay. Yeah, it was to playlist, so I could just hard it and then yeah, save to your library. Yeah, it's right there, the first playlist. Alrighty, folks. So be sure to join us on the post show if you guys are interested. Let me see something. Let me hold on. Okay, see, so yeah, I ferreted I it, so it's the top playlist. And then here are some of the songs. So it's another treat for you guys. On the this show or no? No, hold on. That's the Chrome extension in Spotify itself. Yeah, okay. I don't know if we're short or not, but yeah. Okay. All right, let's get back to the, the, the regular show, folks. All right. Uh, now we're going to highlight. Hold on. I got to show you this first before we get into the news. Let me see. Okay. Yeah, this is it. Okay. I believe that's it. So close. We've talked about this, right? Yeah. Okay, and now we're going to highlight the Latinx in gaming. Connecting across all barriers. Latinx in gaming serves as a platform to connect with Latinos across the gaming industry. Promote cultural appreciation, representation in games and game-related content, and provide a platform for the Latinx community to elevate each other and themselves. And then I'm going to... Of course, share the link in chat now. Alrighty. If you guys want to donate or even just learn more. And then also, lastly, on, on our housekeeping portion, we have uploaded a, a huge ton of content of gaming trailers, uh, clips, or even official uh, series, TV series trailers, movie episodes, or, or, or teaser trailers, or what have you, on our YouTube channel. So you can join that content and more if you guys are interested. Over on our YouTube channel, so youtube.com slash play If you guys want to see that content, it's all for you guys. Alrighty. Alright, folks, so we're done with housekeeping. Now we're going to move on to gaming. Alrighty, folks, so I don't know if you've heard it already. Google Stadia is shutting down. It's something that... A good amount of us saw coming before, 
as soon as they announced they announced plan four because they announced they announced projects and they they, they just essentially abandoned them like they did with uh project uh, with the google glass with google glass was definitely ahead of its time uh what else did they announce oh yeah a lot of stuff uh but Literally, Google Stadia, Google has announced that it's officially shutting down Stadia and is refunding all Stadia purchases, hardware, software, and DLC. Members of the Stadia team will be carrying this work forward into other departments at Google. There's something similar to where Microsoft did with, uh, what's that former streaming platform? We used to be on there too, uh, before we came to Twitch. Mixer. Mixer was great and phenomenal, but they ended up abandoning it as well. They felt like they weren't getting any, uh, anything out of it, and they ended up uh, like pretty much absorbing. Uh, uh, Mixer was absorbed into other aspects of Microsoft, and this is going to be the same thing with Google. Stadia is going to be the tech and, and uh, the Stadia services is going to be absorbed into uh, other portions of Google. So let's get into this article by The Verge. So Google is shutting down Stadia, its cloud gaming service, and it will remain, it will remain live for players until January 18, 2023. Google expects those refunds uh, that will be completed in mid-January. And the refund will be done automatically, and you don't have to return any hardware. Stadia Pro uh, subscriptions will not be eligible for a refund, but you will not be charged during the shutdown period, and can access games you might have to redeem as a pro user until everything is wound down. And Google has shut down the store, so you can't buy any games or any in-game transactions. All right, so we have another article from IGN regarding uh, uh, safe transfers. So Ubisoft, Bungie, and others are working on letting players transfer Google Stadia saves. After the unexpected shutdown of Google Stadia, developers from across the industry are trying to help players by allowing them to transfer their game saves to other platforms. So literally, they're just working on it. And so I guess the guys keep you posted. So kudos to these developers. All right. So speaking of Ubisoft, they are they've an an are announcing playtests for a new co-op shooter called Project U, coming soon. Almost nothing is known about the upcoming game from uh, IGN, which is announced, but Ubisoft has already opened the registration for its upcoming playtest, which we are going to share with you guys in chat. Okay. You guys are interested in registering.
All right. And next we have Verizon, Razer, and even Qualcomm have partnered to create a 5G gaming handheld console dubbed the, Rage, the Razer Edge 5D, 5G. You know what that reminds me of? The Motorola Razer, where they came up with these, uh, and, uh, I guess they're Razer lineup of Android devices. But yeah, that, that are exclusively to Verizon. So that's, that's what the name reminds me of. But nonetheless, uh, it's announced at, it was announced at the Mobile World Congress in Las Vegas. And the new handheld is seemingly want to be exclusive just for streaming games from the cloud despite the, its 5G focus. As Verizon also announced, the games can be downloaded to the device. Now much else isn't known, but as a full re reveal is scheduled uh, for RazorCon on October 15th. But the company did confirm it will be built using the Snapdragon G3X Gen 1 gaming platform. And it's designed for higher performance gaming on the go. So I feel like this was behind the realms of Valve's Steam Deck and Logitech's Cloud uh, Cloud Gaming Gaming G device that they did that they announced recently. So we'll see if this is gonna be any good. Hopefully, we never know. But yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that front. And nextly, we have Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is looking to invest almost $38 billion in the games industry and could acquire a publisher. Come and go from GameSpot. Through its government-funded gaming conglomerate, the Savvy Gaming Group, according to a new Exodus report, more than $13 billion could be set aside for the acquisition and development of a leading game publisher to become a strategic development partner. And if further, $18 billion will be used to secure minority investments in other companies and studios. Which is definitely good. It's something that Tencent is doing. And what's the other one? Uh, THQ Nordic. They're literally doing the same. They're buying bits and pieces of different publishers and for further improving the stake and what have you. But nonetheless, all that money is going to be used for our benefit to further improve the gaming industry. So it's going to be better for us as a whole. Mm. Next thing, uh, GameSpot reports that Sega's first blockchain game has been announced and it's being developed by Japanese blockchain company Double Jump Tokyo. Double Jump Tokyo announced the news earlier this week where it shared in a medium post that game would be based on the Sakaguchi Sakaguchi Tyson series, a real-time strategy game predominantly played on arcades in Japan that uses real physical cards to play with. Interesting. The Sheng the Sengokushi Tyson series is based on the classic 14th century Chinese novel Romance of the Three Kingdoms, where players face off against their opponents attempting to attack the enemy's castle with the player who has the most health winning the battle. In his name is Double Jump Tokyo CEO and founder Haranobo Yi and I don't want to botch this. Ono Eno spoke of the Oasis 
chain that the game will use, saying it aims to solve obstacles for gamers, offering fast transactions and zero gas fees, and providing users with a more comfortable gameplay experience. No further details on the game is actually going to be like uh, were provided in the Medium post an announcement, more being uh, the incorporation of blockchain than anything else. So we have to wait and see what comes of this. And we have some side bit of news. That Nintendo game to allegedly that they were fired for asking about unions. And a lot of, I've seen a lot of reports, even coming out of Amazon, where these different uh, warehouses uh, throughout the US, if they are interested in, if they even hear rumors of them uh, f trying to form, uh, to create a union or formalize a union, they'll fire you or do other tactics to prevent you from doing so, which is illegal. But hopefully this will improve a lot of these industries, not just gaming, across the board. Because they have, they have no right. Even, I remember my first job was uh, when I was a teen, was at a Macy's. So the, the first thing that I was told, one of the first things I was told as I was, as I was being interviewed, uh, not interviewed when I was first brought on. So it was like a class of uh, other new hires, essentially, where they warn you about, uh, not warn you, but they say it in a way that, oh, union, even though uh, you could join a union if you choose, but if you do so, if you do, uh, if you do uh, choose to, to join one, that you might even uh, lose more benefits than what you already have. That's how they try to, they do tactics like that. Where they say, oh, even though unions are supposed to do, be the benefit of the workers. But no, they say, no, 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 you might even lose more of your benefits. That's how, that's how we were told. And this was like a couple years ago. So, come on. I love how these companies are, are doing these tactics. But nonetheless, we have... Uh, PlayStation's new loyalty program rolls out, uh, will begin rolling on October 5th for North America. The PlayStation Star's uh, loyalty program. Uh, so, and let me see. It's already out in Asia. North and South America, October 5th. Europe and Australia, October 13th. And, hold on, let me get into this further. Mm, excuse me. All right. So one of the rewards that they've noticed in in Japan is better customer support for those at a higher. Because there's different tiers in the in the uh, loyalty program where if you're at the highest tier, it means you get better customer service or prior or what they dubbed it as priority customer service where you're where you're. Uh, when you reach out to customer service, you'll be on a priority quay above everyone else. And and the, and the complaint is, I'm like, why should why should uh, I pay? Why should you be stuck behind the paywall in order to have good customer service? It should be standard across the board. So like, what the heck? This is, this doesn't work. But yeah, that's what this is about.
And let's see. Uh, speaking of PlayStation, Sackboy Big Adventure is coming to be seen next month on October 27th. It will support 4K, 120 frames per second, 21.9 ultra wide monitors, NVIDIA DLSS, well, DLSS, and VRR. Thank you, IGN, for that. And Skull and Bones has been delayed yet again. And this time, going to 2023 of March 9th. So, quote unquote, wild game. The uh, development is finished at this stage. The extra time will be used to further polish and balance the experience using players' feedback from our technical test and insider program, which happened over the past two weeks. Ubisoft said in a statement, this is the right decision both for our players, for the long-term success of the brand, and March 9, 2023, will provide a more suitable release window for this very unique new brand. Which is something great. They delayed it and they delayed it even again. Something that Halo Infinite didn't do, and something that Cyberpunk didn't do. So everybody's learning from these, uh, from what happened previously in the in the industry. Like, why should we, we release a half-picked game just, uh, quote-unquote, just to meet quotas? Or just to release it and hopefully, and hopefully fix it uh, on day zero or what have you, or like a day zero patch. But, like Halo Infinite, until now, Barely anyone's playing it because it has, there's nothing, there's no new experiences for them. So, why should we release a, a non-fulfilling game now? So, kudos to Ubisoft for this. Alright, so Netflix is opening up its own game studio in Finland. The studio will be led by Marco Lastica, Zynga's vice president, as its director, coming over from IGN. So kudos to Netflix. Hopefully they won't abandon it like the way Google Stadia, Google did with Stadia. So we'll just have to wait and see. If they're really serious about this. Alright, uh, here's a nice little article too, coming over from GameIndustry.biz. So, women in games, Epic Games, and skincare brand Dove have partnered on a program to increase the diversity and representation of human characters in games. Called the Real Virtual Beauty, the program also aims at supporting young girls with self-esteem education across the virtual world, across a series of actions. As part of the program, the company will run a Real Beauty in Games training course, inviting game creators to help Reflect the diversity we see in everyday life and to avoid contributing to stereotypes and bias in design. Dove will release a collection of avatars and epic-owned art station aimed at raising the standard for the authentic, diverse, and inclusive representation of women and girls. And finally, a Roblox game created by Dove will be released on the theme of self-esteem so young girls can experience more representation, representative versions of beauty. And as part of the program, Dove uh, did conduct a new research in partnership with the Center for Appearance Research, which found that 60% of girls who play f feel misrepresented in games and 35% feel like their self-esteem is negatively impacted by the lack of diversity in games. So kudos on these 
on improving diversity on the across the gaming space, even beyond gaming space, where Dove even came into the picture. So nextly, we have a new Pokemon that was released, a worm-like Diglett, which they're calling it Wiglet. So it's pretty much like a, uh, it's a, it's a new form of Diglett, essentially. All right. We have a new controller from Xbox, from the, the Xbox Wire. Uh, the Marine Camo Special Edition controller. It actually looks neat. And it also comes up with a matching charging stock, uh, charging stand from Razer. So the charging stand is going for $49.99, which is like standard. And the controller is going for $69.99, which I'm going to show you guys momentarily. Okay. There you are, folks. There's the controller. That actually looks neat. There's a duck as well. Like, it looks nice. <laughs> Anything, I like these controls more, the special editions. <laughs> yep. These are neat. Phantom Magenta Special Edition. I didn't hear of these. When did these come out? March. No, wait, hold on. This is two years ago. That's why I didn't hear of it. Because it's not the new one. See, he doesn't have the share button. Like, these are nice, but at the same time, I'd rather not. Because <laughs> I only um concerned about the new controllers. But this is actually not bad. I like it. It's pretty neato. Alright, so EA uh, did show off its Monster Hunter style game dubbed Wild Hearts, which is the next release from the Dynasty Warriors developer Omega Force. But it's Monster Hunter inspired. Uh, it'll launch uh, December 17, 2023, PS5, Xbox Series X, S, and PC. That's good. A current gen uh, title. And next we have Warzone will re er, has received its final content update. Current from AFK Gaming. Almost uh, that released over the two years will be playable until the 20th of October. Two new weapons have been added to the game alongside multiple new solo modes. Uh, no major content update will come to Warzone, but bug fixes and tweaks may still be added until the Warzone 2.0 release. Alright folks, we're done with gaming, now we're going to move on to tech after this.
Alrighty, folks. So the first one coming up, we have NASA's Project Dart, the uh, dubbed the double asteroid redirection test, which is essentially if an asteroid was uh, directed towards Earth, they would launch something to crash into it and redirect its trajectory. That's essentially what it comes down to. So thank you, Darfushinasaba website for that. Nextly, we have everything announced at the Amazon Fall 2022 Hydro event, coming from IGN. So Amazon did just wrap up its annual hardware and services announcement event. While we didn't get anything as noteworthy as a personal home surveillance journal or Alexa microwave, <laughs> Amazon did announce the first Kindle you can write on. On top of this, Amazon announced a much improved Fire TV Cube and more. So uh, the Kindle scribe. Uh, da, 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 da. so you can mark up PDFs and work documents. Uh, hey, didn't specify the size, but it's essentially a bigger Kindle Oasis. You can easily hold in two hands, and it will feature 300 PPI resolution. The scribe is available for pre-order today, starting at 3:39, and will be shipping in time for the holidays. And there is the Halo Rise, which is a new smart lamp, an alarm clock from Amazon designed to help you track your sleep. Instead of wearing a smartwatch or sensor, this is a way to track your sleep using sensors and machine learning. It doesn't feature a camera or a microphone, so it won't watch you while you sleep. But it can monitor your surrounding environment, including the ambient temperature, humidity, and light levels. Even I don't understand how that's going to work, but it is what it is. We have the Echo Studio, which is Amazon's latest highest-end Echo speaker. Featuring multiple drivers and Adobe Atmos. Amazon claims the new speaker has enhanced stereo sound, clarity, and sways as much bass. And will ship next month for $199. Echo Dot is getting a few major updates. Uh, clock specifically features a new high resolution dot matrix to display more information, such as song titles and calendar events. And then new sensors. Uh, Excess. Meter. Uh, it's available for pre-order. We have the Echo Dot 49 and the Echo Dot with the clock at 59, respectively. We have Amazon Auto, which I'm definitely intrigued at. You could, uh, it, it costs you $54. It's a device that lets you streamlessly play music at home to your car. The new device also features roadside assistance whenever you need a jump start or a flat tire. That's what I like about it, is that, that portion of it. So Amazon has announced a new bevy of Ring and Blink devices to expand its home security system. We have the Ring Durable Pro 2 or 229, the Spotlight Cam Pro, uh, Cam Pro 229, the Blink Mini Pantel 29, and the Blink Wired Floodlight Camera 99. And you power over internet. Uh, Amazon did expand this lineup uh, of products that support power over ethernet. With a 229 EERO power over Ethan, I think that's what it stands for. Uh, and 649 for the gateway. We have the Fire TV Cube, features an Acta Core 2 GHz processor. Uh, this allows the small PC to show 4K Ultra HD content to resolution upscaling to convert any HD content to 4K. 
and the ports have been expanded with a dedicated Ethernet, USB-A for connected thumb drives, and HDMI password for your cable box. And it's going to ship October 25th for 139 And then you have a new TV, the Fire TV Omni QLED series. Uh, I didn't even know they had TVs. It'll support Dolby Vision and IQ, HDR 10 Plus, Adaptive Brightness, 96 local dim, uh, dimming zones, new features to show artwork, and you need photos while they're not actually playing any content. And 65 75 inch screens are starting at 7799 with pre order starting today. And NASA is uh, working on a plan to keep Hubble alive by flying a SpaceX craft into it. Uh, and uh, they've teamed up with the Polaris program to explore the potential of using a Dragon spacecraft to, put, to push the Hubble Space Telescope into a higher orbit, thus prolonging its life. That's really what it comes down to. They want to give it a boost so they can see more. But yeah, uh, nextly we have Google's upcoming Pixel launch event. Uh, October 6th at 10 a.m. Eastern. So we're expecting the uh, Pixel 7 devices, the Pixel Watch, and what have you. We have to wait and see. So it's just assumptions and just what people think what will be announced. All right. Uh, speaking of Google, uh, it's an impressive multi-search tool which which lets you search using both image and text in the same thing. Will be expanded to more than seventy global languages in the next few months. The company did announce. That's about it on that front. Making it more accessible, which is a good thing. Alexa is getting some much needed smart home upgrades. So, Amazon did announce a host of new capabilities for their uh, smart assistant, which I'm not going to say our name because my thing might recognize my voice and say I'm thinking I'm trying to give it a command. So, uh, the company has announced exact release dates for the updates. But let's see the upgrades, easily scheduled smart home device actions for mo moments in the future, and and make everything simpler and what have you. Um, wireless remote switches. And then it'll pretty much learn and improve uh, how how it'll how it interacts with your other devices as well. It's kind of like a, a like an a, a AI tool. Hmm. Then we have uh, Square did launch uh, its supports for Apple's top to pay technology, which I've actually tested and and it works, but the app. It works when it wants to. Like as soon as you click the tap to pay, it'll give you a loading screen, a loading screen, and then it, once you open it and close it a couple of times, then then it'll work as soon as you hit the tap to pay. So you don't need uh, any uh, hardware support, any any of the hardware, uh, Mac strip writers, uh, readers, or even their 
tap to pay devices as well. So you don't you don't essentially need all need all that. You could do it from uh, the XS and nowhere devices uh, running at least uh, 15.5 uh, iOS or later. And then now, uh, I know the 16.0 update is available now, but there's a newer update that is a 16.0.2, which uh, fixes the the camera shaking for the iPhone 14 and 14 Pro devices. And what does that fix? Uh, some copy uh, and paste issues that were that that were uh, that were ha having issues. Well, when you're trying to do it in between apps, well, hopefully it has been resolved. And then we have, let's see, Tesla's AI event that took place. Um, when did it take place? I believe it was today. No, two days ago. No, yeah, it's only two days ago. This is this recording because it's the second now. Uh, so it was mainly a recruiting event, according to CEO Elon Musk. The company showed early prototypes of a humanoid robot and said it's developing special batteries and accutators for them. And Musk added that he thinks it will be possible for customers to get an autonomous humanoid bot from Tesla in about three to five years, coming from CBS NBC. Known as a Tesla bot or Optimus. Let's see, but they're literally doing a lot though in the tech in the tech space. All right, so the FCC is looking into Amazon's 1.7 billion dollar deal for iRobot, which I did not know of. So I heard about this uh, FCC FTC looking looking into this. Uh, the latest deal by the e-commerce giant coming under scrutiny by the uh, re regulators amid growing concerns about the company's market power. On Tuesday, iRobot said both it and Amazon received a request for additional information in connection with an FCC review of the merger. So they said they, they, they both will cooperate and what have you. So have to wait and see what happens. And then we have Twitter is becoming more like TikTok. The company is is adding a scrolling feature of videos in a video section for to the Explore tab, similar to what Instagram is doing with Reels. I feel like Twitter is the wrong platform for that sort of thing. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, because they literally did the same thing with stories and then they ended it. So we'll, we'll see what they do with this one. Uh, so we have a little bit of a leak for the Quest Pro, which is Meta's next high-end VR headset. That hopefully will be built at, the connect, at their Connect event next month. So here's a quick rundown. Uh, it'll have the source sharp like the Quest 2 and no back mounted battery. Two cameras for a 6 uh, DOF tracking. Four camera array to BW and 2 RGB. Depth sensor. Two LCD displays, mechanical IPD adjustment, uh, adjustments, pancake lenses, no eye or face tracking, single face design, Qualcomm Snapdragon XR2 second generation SOC, and Pago pin connector for the dock charging. And actually, it actually doesn't look too shabby. We'll just have to wait and see.
And lastly, we have Intel's Unison app lets you send text messages and more from your PC. It allows you to sync your iOS and Android device with your PC. Make calls, send text messages, and what have you. So that's about it. Um, let's say what heck. So now I'm going to move on to entertainment. Alrighty, folks, the Marvel Studios play director, Basem Tararik, has left the film just two months shy of production, beginning in Atlanta, according to Variety. The film was announced back at Marvel 2019's Comic Con. Uh, so it was essentially a schedule conflict for the reason behind his de departure. <clears throat> Moving on, we have near our Automata version 1.1.A anime series will arrive in January of 2023. Coming over from IGN, the announcement trailer revealed that near Automata uh, version 1.1A will be premiered in January, but the exact release date hasn't been announced. We see clips of main characters 2B in action as well as follow Android 9S. Creator Yoko Taro spoke about the anime's creation during Aniplex Online Fest over the weekend and how he was surprised to be asked about the project. So it's essentially going to be a new story. So well, we'll have to wait and see. So we have The Witcher Season 3 is coming next summer in 2023. Alright. Thank you, Arjun, for that. We have Kid Cudi's Intergalactic uh, uh, television event. If, let's see. Apparently has amazing visuals and whatnot. Mm, excuse me. So let me see something. Is it out yet or no? The first episode is out now. So it's a series. And we have Marvel's, uh, we have news on the Armor Wars that is now being developed as a movie. It's coming out as an exclusive from The Hollywood Reporter. The move essentially pushes back the title further down the, develop the development slate. Sources say the studio was committed in getting the story told the right way and that it was processed and that in that process realized that a feature was better suited for the project. Like all Marvel movies, it was intended for a theoretical release. Hmm. 
So that's a little update for you guys. But I actually feel like a feature film is going to be better. Uh, what is all this? Let's see. So we have a new director for Now You See Me 3 coming over from Venom and Uncharted director Ruben Flesher. Uh, the coming film will continue uh, the Now You See Me franchise, which stars Jesse Einsberg, Woody, War Woody Harrelson, Dave Franco, and Mark Ruffalo. Uh, all right, we have Kevin Feige's A World by Night will ultimately become uh, quite important to the future of the MCU. So we'll have to pay more attention to this uh, when it releases. Thank you, Ajin, for that. We have Community uh, is got six season and it's finally getting a long-awaited movie. Peacock did order a movie based on the long-running comedy by Dan Harmon. Perhaps even more exciting that the Roger cast members will return, including Joel McHale, Danny Pudi, Alison Brie, Gillian Jacobs, Jim Rush, and Ken Jeong. Notably, original st mm, starts. Vet Nicole Brown and Donald Glover will have not been confirmed, and Chevy Chase is extremely unlikely to return. But alongside the movie, Pink has also secured non-competitive rights to air community season 6. So kudos to all your fans out there. And lastly, we have Sony had uh, did pick up the rights for, uh, for Tarzan. So that's about it. <laughs> Literally, that's all. Uh, alrighty, so we're done with entertainment, folks, and now we're we'll on to sports. So we have the Miami Dolphins quarterback, Tua Tagovailoa, was taken to a local hospital and later released after suffering head and neck injuries on a second quarter sack in Thursday night's game against the Bengals. The Dolphins said shortly after, shortly before halftime, that he was unconscious and had movement in all his extremities at the hospital, the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. A source confirmed to ESPN that Tacoveloa was later released from the hospital and flew back with the team to South Florida. And he's hopefully in good spirits. So me have a good, safe recovery. So we have the NBA James 2022 will feature the reigning NBA champion Golden State Warriors and the Washington Wizards playing two preseason games. Uh, they already played that on uh, Friday. And they're, uh, they'll play on Sunday as well as this recording. The games were live in Japan. Uh, it issues the two games uh, on the NBA Japan game Saturday night 22 presented by Rakuten and Nissan, which will be held on Saturday, October 4th at 5 p.m. local. We'll celebrate the game of basketball and showcase the coverage of the NBA and popular culture for a unique fan experience. 
Nextly, we have Aaron Judge did launch his 61st home run of the year on Wednesday against the Toronto Blue Jays, meaning his he's now tied Roger Maris' single-season records for both the New York Yankees franchise and the American League as a whole. Thank you, CBS Sports, for that. And we have uh, the, let's see. So, Mac Jones is possibly going to be out for multiple games due to an ankle injury. Thank you, CBS, for that. And we have the 2022 President's Cup. The PGA Tour returns to its regular season playing a schedule. The 2022 Sanderson Forums Champion Championship will return to the PGA Tour to its normal state and will feature a field conductor for an outside winner. Defending champion Sam's Burns headlines the action as he took to avoid the same fate as 2020 winner Sergio Garcia, a past champion to miss the cut in his title defense. And we have the roster for the uh, United States Women's National Team. Head coach Valtko and Donovsky has named the 24-player roster ahead of the two international friendlies in Europe. The USWNT will play two top 10 teams in the FIFA rankings when they face England on October 7th at the Wembley Stadium in London and Spain on October 11th at El Sadar Stadium in Pamplona. Jenny Kenneth will be narrowed down to 23 players for each match today. So you know, nextly we have Balotar 286 will take place Saturday from Long Beach Arena in Long Beach, California. The card is loaded with many of the biggest names on the Balotar roster, including rivals AJ uh, McKay and former and featherweight champion Patricio Pippo, although the two will not face off with each other. In the main event, Pippo will put his 145-pound title on the line against Adam Bruicks. Pippo is on his third run as featherweight champion, winning the back winning the belt back in his most recent fight, a decision went over McKee this past April. One fight prior, McKee took the title off Pitbull over a technical submission, went on another two minutes. Pitbull also won the lightweight title in May of 2019, but later vacated the belt to open it up for his brother. Patricky to win with a November 21 TKO of Peter Quelly. And we have some esports news for you folks. Coming over from AFK Gaming. We have the 2022 World Championship conclusion at the United Center in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, about the World 2022 play-in. It's just around the corner. Well, it'll be drawn into play into two groups of six. Uh, group stage round one. Sort of 12 teams will participate. Majors or single round or uh, robin. The, the top team will, from each team, will directly advance to the main event. And the teams placed second to fourth in the two groups will advance to the round two of the play-in. The knockoff stage of round two, uh, the third uh, place teams from the group stage will face the fourth place team from the same group. The winners of these matches face the second place team from the opposite group. The winners of these Final matches advance to the main event of World 2022, 
Oh my, this is a Nikon Sage, your best of five. And let's see, next we have TI11. The last chance qualifier will take place from the 8th to 12th of October in Singapore. It includes 12 teams, with only two of them are qualifying for TI11. And the teams are, uh, we have Team Scarret, Visi Gaming, Polaris Eastwards, Nodis Vincier, Nouns Tempest, Team Liquid, Extreme Gaming, T1, Vardis.pro, Wildcard Gaming, Infamous. And lastly, Overwatch 2 competitive is changing. The competitive mode will do away with the skill rating system. Players will only be able to view their skill tiers. And skill tiers will be updated every 7 wins over 20 losses in Overwatch 2. New players will need to win 50 quick play games to access competitive while veteran players will retain access to competitive by default. So, so last thing, we're going to move on to music, folks. So we have the 2022 Burberry Music uh, Week, the performances. Uh, we have Romeo Santos... Uh, Junti, uh, Junti, Bernira, Gonza, and Finesse. Uh, we have a, a lot of people, um, that made that uh, did a performance, I guess you could say, or that all performed. That's a, that's a better word for it. And we have, hey, God, what are we doing? Thanks. Okay, let's see. So, Bad Bunny uh, took home the top line album of the year and top line rhythm album of the year for own uh, Verano Senti, Logan's running album at number one on the Billboard 200 as part of the 2022 Billboard Line Music Awards. We have Farouko, uh for his hit Peppas, which won Hot Line Song of the Year Award. As well as sales, streaming, and Latin rhythm song of the year. Carol G was the night's top female artist, winning hot Latin songs and top Latin albums artist of the year. Female while Mommy, uh, with her collaboration with Becky G, won hot Latin song of the year for the vocal event. Vocal event. Raul Alejandro and regional Mexican stars Grupo Fermi and Eslabon. Armando took home two awards each, as did 18-year-old Mexican newcomer Ivan Cornejo, who won the New Artist of the Year Award uh, once again, and then the Producer of the Year Award once, once again to Tiani. Uh, let's see, we have... A Spirit of Hope Award for palantro uh for, for palantrophobic and divers went to Cristina Aguilera. Spanish icon Rafael was given to the Lifetime Achievement Award. Uh, we have Jose Feliciano was honored with the Billboard Legend Award. 
on the labeling and publishing side. Sony Music Latin led the charge with nine awards, including Latin Airplay Label of the Year, while Sony Music Publishing won Publishing Corporation of the Year. The Imas Bada Bunny's uh, label took home six awards, including Top Line Album Label of the Year, while its publishing division, RSN Publishing, won Publisher of the Year. And we have a partnership with uh, uh, Billboard with BandLab on a new innovation to help underrepresented artists reach a global audience with their music. If you're interested, I'm definitely going to copy this link and share with you in chat now. We have Megan Thieselny did launch her mental health re uh, resources website for fans and dubbed Bad Biat Have Bad Days Too. Alright, we have Ultra Music Festival did release their initial 2023 lineup including Swedish House Mafia, Ma Zed, Grimes, and more. Coming straight from their website. Uh, we have The Weeknd that uh, announced his rescheduled Los Angeles tour dates for November 26th and 27th. Thank you, iHeart. Speaking of iHeart, iHeart Radio Jingle Ball tour lineup has been revealed. Of course, coming from iHeart. And uh, future performances including Dua Lipa, Lizzo, Jack Harlow, Pitbull, Black Eyed Peas, Backstreet Boys, well, Sam Smith, Khaled, Charlie Puth, and more. And you could catch it live uh, from New York City, Friday, December 9th, via exclusive live stream on the CW app and the CW TV. And across the radio, uh, uh, listen across the country on the iHeartRadio CHR stations and the iHeartRadio app. And we have ASAP Rocky, did speak on his hectic mush pit experience at the Rolling Loud New York, coming from my heart. What actually went down? On Monday, September 26th, the Harlem native responded to the hype around the viral video of him in the mosh pit. In the video, you can see the excitement in Rocky's face disappear while he struggles to survive the intense mosh pit. While fans and rappers like Tyler, the creator, made jokes about the situation, Rocky didn't appear what happened to him while he was in the, in the grasp of raging fans. That shit is not funny, he wrote. Sub, some little... B was squeezing the life out of him. And the mosh pit happened during the set, which uh, cut short due to a noise ordinance. And DMB rapper took to the social media hours after he was forced to get off stage and apologize, uh, of course. So, hopefully he's a lot better after experiencing this. And we have Demi Lovato did bring uh, a guest uh, appearance. Ashley Simpson on stage for Lala Watch on September 29th. We have Rune 5 did announce their 16th show Las Vegas residency. 
uh, March 24th through August 12th. If you guys are interested. Thank you, iHeart, for that. We have Lil Wayne uh, did receive 22 new RIAA certifications, uh, certifications on his 40th birthday. Uh, including a recording industry associate of America uh, for his his uh, I Am Single featuring Drake, uh, Let It Fly featuring Jarvis Scott, and others reached platinum status. So kudos to Lil Wayne. We have John Mulcamp that announced his 2022 touring performance uh, at the Rock Hall. We have the Chopners are invading iHeartland. Oh, they already did actually, September 29th, uh, with the Chopners podcast. Their first ever podcast in another world on Roblox. All right. Let's see what else we got. We have Billie Irish is celebrating the end of her tour by live streaming a concert on Apple Music. We have beloved Minnesota Music Festival has been canceled forever. The Walker Center at the NPR's uh, the current announced Minneapolis Rock the Garden event music festival will retire. This past June event was co-headlined by Nathaniel Retelov and the Night Suites and Slater Keeney was the final installment. These on why the festival was continued were not given. But both organizations said they will continue to partner, partner on other initiatives in the future. Paramara returned with a new song and did announce their first new album in five years. Coming from iHeart as well. This is why it is inspired by the events that have taken place over the last few years as the band's Haley Williams sings in the chorus. And they didn't announce that their upcoming album will be released February 10th, 2023. Joe Jonas did confirm that the Jonas Brothers have finished their next album. And that's all it is. Thank you, Iron, for that. We have Pokemon did release the new Ed Sheeran song that will be featured in Pokemon Scarlet and Violent. And Pokemon Company released Celestial, a new collaboration between Sheeran and the Pokemon Company. The music video uh, showed Sheeran getting through his day-to-day -day life. Pokemon was released and can be viewed. They can come book for that. Well, I am dehydrated like sheesh. Mmm. Oh, let's see what else we got. We have Gabby Garot. She has a snippet of a song that's set to release on her forthcoming sophomore album, and her social media followers gushed. It was a 19 second sneak peek. 
let's see. That's about it. So Kid Cudi's Intergalactic is here, and you can stream it now. Which is his eighth studio album. And it coincides, of course, with his uh, Intergalactic television special on Netflix. And Madonna did tease that she's back at it in the recording studio. Coming from Billboard. And we have a new uh, a new collab with Pokemon Music Collective Project with Utah to launch the music uh, Pokemon Music Coll uh, Collective, a project featuring a series of new music by artists inspired by the game music and sounds of the Pokemon video game universe. And then we have Freddie Gibbs that unleashed uh, his long-awaited major label debut. Soul money sign sold separately, and the money signs as the S's. Uh, his first substantial release sign, uh, since signing to Warner Records, Soul sold separately, is the forty-year-old's most star-studded. Affair today. Album features appearances from the likes of Pusha T, Kelly Prince, Offset, Moneybag Yo, Rick Ross, Anderson Pack, DJ Paul, and more. And now we have Snoop Dogg did uh, reveal a new album that was produced by Dre is currently in the works. Dr. Dre. While I was talking to Stephen A. Smith on the podcast, No Mercy. Soon revealed the album is called Missionary. That him and Dr. Dre have been working on it for the past two months. In addition, he announced that the record is set to arrive in November via Death Row Aftermath. We have that a new album from the Isley Brothers featuring the likes of Beyonce, Trey Songs, Snoop Dogg, and more. It's a dirty, it's a fourteen track LP. Make me say it again, girl. And it's out now. And lastly, we have a top five out of Billboard's Hot 100 chart. As uh, Harry Styles is on uh, is on number one for As It Was. C. Flea's is at number two for Bad Habit. Number three is Post Malone's featuring Doja Cat for I Like You, a happier song. Four is Sunroof by Nicki, Yor, and Daisy. And number five is uh, Nicki Minaj for Super Freaky Girl. So if you guys are sending us free mail, here's how you can contact us. We want to know your feedback, your thoughts, and questions you may have for sending us free mail via Discord. Via voice note over at anchor.fm slash demaclay or even via email to readymail at demplay.com. So you have three ways to send us your voice note, your thoughts, your feedback, just anything you want us to discuss or even just uh, talk about on our on a special segment of the show or even a special readymail uh, read episode. 
Thank you guys so much for making us the part of your day. We should join our community server over on Discord. For all of you Twitch viewers, we should enter Discord, exclamation Discord, and chat now. For all of you YouTube viewers, you can click our Discord link, invite link in the about page of our YouTube channel. And guys, we're trying to talk subs. And we need your help to so share the channel with friends and family. Follow follow us and just lurk if you must. Every little bit helps achieve the goal even further. So then leave us your review. We're just already getting your favorite platform. Thank you guys so much. Have a great one. And for all of you tier two supporters, I'll see you on the post show. For everyone else, have a good one. <laughs>